Hello, everyone. Maureen Quende here, your podcast host, learning leader, researcher, speaker, consultant, and author of the book, Dream Big and Live Your Dreams Boldly. I am the CEO and founder of EMK Learning Solutions, LLC. It's another exciting week to be back on the show. And thank you so much. That's where I always start my episodes, thanking you for being fans of the show. I really, really appreciate you. I, I want to say you're listening every week. It, make, it, it means the whole world to me. So thank you so much. So, all right. This week, we have a very exciting guest. And I'd like to introduce you to our guest. Her name is Nikki Ward. I would like to say thank you so much, Nikki, for accepting our invitation to be a guest on the show. So to get us started, tell us about yourself. Like what uh, what you currently do in the field of training and development. Oh, thank you so much, Maureen, for having me. I'm really glad to be here. Um, so I'm a coach and trainer with the Maxwell Leadership Certified Team mm-hmm. and with Forward Professional Coaching. Mm-hmm. And so as a coach, I specialize in helping women get past hesitations, their inner roadblocks and fears so mm-hmm. they can do what really matters. Wow. And as a trainer, I work mainly in the areas of communication, strategic thinking and personal development. That's awesome. You know, we have we have a similar background and I always ask anyone who has a training background who comes on this show and I ask them how they got into learning and development because for me actually I got in accidentally when I used to work for an international uh, organization I was given a role that had to do with training and before you know it I become I became a, a corporate trainer and so that's how I got in the field of training so so what's your story I mean how did you get into learning and development Yeah, uh, you know what? So I didn't see it coming initially either. Mm -hmm. I started, when I started working, I was doing um, family and social services, working Mm -hmm. with kids and families, and then working Mm -hmm. in the school system. Mm -hmm. And then I decided, you know, I want to help people, but I want to help people in a different way. And I also um, was developing an interest in business. So Mm -hmm. I thought that HR would like be the perfect marriage of people in business. Yeah. (laughs) So I went back to school, got a degree at HR, and that's how I learned um, more about training and development. And then, you know, I just was really pushing to develop myself more. And that's how I Mm -hmm. found uh, John Maxwell team. And that's been a great support. And then from there, I started my, my company, Forward Professional Coaching. So it's been a bit of a journey, but it's been good. Yeah, that's exciting. I mean, it's similar for me because when I got into training, I was like, oh my gosh, how come I didn't know about this all this while? And then I went back to um, to school to have my own HR um, you know, uh, background. At the time, I, I lived in London, so that's how I started. But yeah, that's very exciting. We always start, you know, accidentally for the most part, then, mm-hmm. then you know, through it, we find our purpose. Like it is, like you found your purpose. So that's so exciting. So thank you so much for sharing. And, you know, you mentioned that you're, you have your own coaching practice where you, you help women uh, with those issues about uh, inner, inner roadblocks and fears. 
to do what really matters. Now, from your training HR background, what are your thoughts on training and and coaching? You know, I I had an episode that I spoke about training and and coaching and the intersectionality, but I'm curious what your thoughts are. Do you think they're related? What are your thoughts on training and coaching? Yeah, yeah, I see them as related, but you know, I see them as on kind of different ends of the learning spectrum because Mm of how the learning happens, Mm -hmm. right? So whether I'm the trainer or the coach, I'm facilitating learning and Mm self-discovery. The differences, as I see them, are around who is the main decision maker and who is mostly responsible for outcomes. Mm -hmm. Um, So when I'm training, training is a lot about my giving information Mm -hmm. and finding ways to get the learners engaged enough to receive, to understand, and to apply that information. Mm -hmm. But I do the research and the planning, right? And then either myself or the company that hires me, we set the parameters for success. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Now, yeah, other people are involved in the process, this learning process, of course. But as a trainer, I bear I bear a lot of the um, responsibility for the outcome. Mm-hmm. Now, with train, I mean, with coaching, coaching is more about helping the client explore the issue mm-hmm. or the question as it relates to themselves directly. Mm-hmm. And as they uncover, you know, a gap in some areas, like a lack of skills or knowledge, or they come across a limitation, mm-hmm. that's when I may, with their with their permission, suggest how they can acquire that information. You know, how they can get past that limitation. Mm-hmm. But ultimately, they decide how they want to learn. Yes. Yeah, I help them to formalize these steps right, that they've decided on into a viable plan. Mm -hmm. And then I help build accountability around their plan. Mm -hmm. In this way, the client sets the parameters for their own success. Mm -hmm. And they're mainly in control of their outcome. Mm -hmm. So in each situation, they are learning, but in training, I'm leading more. If that makes sense. <laughs> yeah, it definitely makes sense. You know, I, I really like your perspective on it. And uh, I definitely agree, you know, compared to years ago, coaching right now is more out there and, and many individuals and organizations are leveraging coaching now than done before. You know, there there is also, or I would say there are many coaches now than before you have life coaches career coaches and and all whatnot executive coaches and and so as a coach what are some tips that you can share that aspiring coaches can use to develop themselves maybe share at least three if you don't mind yeah sure sure okay so uh at the top i would say you get the proper training from a reputable organization what i mean is do the research and see what that organization values and what they're producing. You know, what are their coaches doing? You know, what are they, are they knowledgeable? Are they prepared? You know, Mm -hmm. so getting the proper training. And then I would say, get really clear on the differences between coaching and the other areas. Mm -hmm. So coaching and consulting, there's differences. Yeah. Differences between coaching and therapy and mentoring and training. 
coaching is not the same as any of these areas. <laughs> and I've been noticing a lot of the, a lot of confusion in the market, whereas sometimes yeah. people are using coach and consultant almost interchangeably. So I would say get clarity for yourself first. Mm -hmm. And you said three things. So yeah, uh, another thing that I think is important and it's challenging is to learn to let go of control and the ego in coaching. Because as a coach, it's not about you. It's not about me, right? Mm -hmm. It's about our client. Yeah. So we want to do our best. You want to do your best. Absolutely. But the way that you do that is to focus intently on your client. Mm -hmm. And when you're not with them on your own personal development, because you can't be a great coach if you're not focused on what your client is saying Mm -hmm. and even on what they're not saying. If you're thinking about when they're talking, if you're thinking about how you're going to fix it or how you're going to dazzle them, blow their mind with this next activity, (laughs) you're (laughs) going to miss it. I promise you're going to miss it and they're not going to get the outcomes that they came for. So the way to get past yourself is to continually learn and develop yourself. Absolutely. I've had a a client who um, really wanted to, she came to me looking for coaching, but, you know, in the course of it, I realized that what she was really looking for was therapy Mm -hmm. and even when I was you know referring her to you know telling her you may want to check out a therapist she was even offended like you know I'm coming to you for help and and so when I think about your second point about some confusion in the market many people get confused about the messaging and they're like okay maybe a coach is also a therapist a coach is all these things a coach is a coach so Mm -hmm. Uh, when when you have to you know tell clients that you're not here to to be their therapist you're wanting to them to be their coach and they're disappointed it takes proper training to understand that there is an ethic that comes with coaching and even though you're having a client who's willing to pay you as a therapist you know you have to have the ethics to say you know I appreciate you wanting to do this but I'm not a therapist Except you're a therapist, right? Before you can continue and, and do that. Except you're a coach and a therapist. But if they're confusing you for a therapist, it's your role as a coach to tell them and guide them to the right, you know, to the right person or be a good resource for them. So I really appreciate those tips that you've shared because it really matters how you start mm-hmm. coaching, right? So yeah. if you're coaching, if you're starting coaching in the, in the wrong foot, then you might end up, you know, taking your coaching somewhere else and just even getting more people confused. So, you know, getting started the right way, getting their proper training, even if it's, you know, find whoever, an you know, a, a, a good reputable organization. It's just like when you're going to college or whatever, your research, who you're going, which school you're going to go, it's the same thing. Like, you know, who are you getting your training? You're getting your training from YouTube or are you getting your training from somewhere that, <laughs> Yeah. Uh, they can, the programs are really well vetted to make sure that you're getting what you're paying for versus just going here and there. So um, I really appreciate that. And I, and I believe that someone who's listening to this call and who's thinking of becoming a coach, 
you know, uh, congratulations to you, but these are some tips that can really help you. But it's not just, you just don't want to be any type of coach. You want to be a coach that stands out. And the ways you can stand out is really doing what you're called to do as a coach. And these tips will really help you get, get situated. And so um, um, I also want to share that I believe that coach needs to have a growth mindset. Yeah. You know, the field is constantly evolving and it's, it's very beneficial to keep up and stand out in the field, like I just mentioned. Of course, it, it comes with pressure, but clients deserve the best from us as coaches. And, and so we need to continually or continuously put our, our best foot forward. So what are your thoughts on having a growth mindset as a coach? Yeah, um, I agree with you. I agree with you. You know, I think so much, everything starts with your mindset and it's mm -hmm. work. It is work. However, it's the same work that they're coming to us for, kind of, you know, to help them with. So we have to also be ready and have gone through those processes. Mm -hmm. So when you set your mind to grow and develop, it's a win-win all mm -hmm. around. Right. The more I grow, the better coach I become. Absolutely. And that's for anybody in any field. If mm -hmm. you become a better you, you'll be a better engineer, teacher, doctor, whatever it is you do. That's it's guaranteed. Absolutely. Thank you so much for sharing that with us. And I know you have your own coaching practice. And uh, my, for me, one of the best ways I learn is from my mistakes or from my lessons learned. So it's great to have tips, but I know one thing that would also benefit someone who's listening to this call, who's hoping to you know, pick up uh, the role of a coach someday, or maybe they're already coaching and they're wanting to improve on themselves. Like we talked about having a growth mindset. So what are some lessons learned in coaching? You know, things you wish you had known about coaching that you can share now so that aspiring coaches can learn from and improve mm -hmm. or help, help them in their journey. Yeah, <laughs> you know, I have to come back to clarity. It's very important because mm -hmm. as you said, people will be expecting one thing or another. So being clear, about what you offer and what you do not offer. Mm -hmm. And that's why I stressed understanding the differences between coaching and consulting and therapy and all those things, because people will ask you or expect you to be a consultant or a mm -hmm. therapist or a mentor. Because, you know, lines are blurred. If you're not clear with them up front, mm -hmm. you know, you run the risk of yeah, getting into hurt feelings, unmet expectations, and just unnecessary stress. So mm -hmm. be clear within yourself about what you're doing and with your clients and prospective clients. Mm -hmm. um, again, and then another thing, I would suggest that you build in some breaks between clients, some kind of method of regrouping between mm -hmm. clients. I'm talking about in a day you know, in right. 15 minutes or whatever it is you set up, have a way to regroup, especially, especially if you're an introvert like me. <laughs> <laughs> really, because I enjoy it, but it's, you know, it requires a lot of energy because it, it's deep and active listening. I'm in it, you know, I'm in it. And so that requires a lot of energy. 
And so I had to build and had to learn to build in methods to rebuild myself before the next client so that, you know, you can work at my optimal to work at my mm-hmm. best for the next one. Absolutely. This is you, your second point is even like it's, it's brought back memories. Like sometimes mm-hmm. you schedule clients like maybe one o'clock and the next one at three o'clock and the next one at five o'clock. You definitely need that break in between, even if you're an introvert and an extrovert, because you need to be ready before you serve your client. Yeah. Right. You have to be able to disconnect from the thoughts. Your Because after coaching, I usually spend time reflecting on how the coaching session went and write note down notes and things that I can hold my client accountable for. Then I'll need a break then to, OK, disconnect from that and get in the mindset of receiving this new client you know, anticipating what our session is going to be and really working with them. So definitely building in breaks is key. And I would, mm-hmm. I mean, I cannot uh, emphasize that enough. So yeah, and having the clarity of, I mean, it takes practice though. It takes practice, <laughs> quite <does>. frankly. <laughs> to understand that, but it's definitely one of the key things about coaching because um, that's, you know, being able to, to help clients clients to have the clarity we have to have the clarity our own selves right because you can only give what you have so um so it's really definitely something that it's a lesson learned i'm not going to go into what happened to how did you figure that out but uh (laughs) definitely i mean it's something that i was going to ask you if this would actually also work for people who are already coaching right not just newbies i think this, yeah. this can also benefit them, right? Absolutely. Because you know what? It, it's easy to slip and mm-hmm. it's easy to start getting burnt out when you work with people and so intensely. Mm-hmm. So no matter what stage you're in, come back to the method you built in. Mm-hmm. You know? And build I mean, in ways to keep consistent in it, I should say. Yeah, yeah. I mean... You are an amazing coach, and and these are some great great tips and lessons that you have shared that would go a long way to help not only a newbie coaches but people who are already coaching. I mean, every every way that we can help to improve ourselves is is something that we want to take advantage of to help our clients as well. So this is really excellent, and I know you have an an amazing article on coaching. You know. Um, and I know that, you know, that's something that can also benefit others. So how can, um, you know, our listeners find you and, and explore more about this topic? Can you share about the article? And if someone wants to find out about the article, where, where can they learn more from? Oh, yeah. So um, first, thank you. Thank you for your compliments. It's a short article that I wrote. On, it's on LinkedIn under my name, uh, Nikki L. Mm-hmm. Ward. And yeah, part of it does list, it talks about the difference between coaching and consulting and, and uh, how you know which one to choose or which route to go. Mm-hmm. And it lists seven questions to help you decide, you know, which way is the way that you want to go. And if you are thinking about being a coach or a consultant, mm-hmm. the questions will help you to know which way you want to go as well. Because as we've mentioned several times already, there are distinct differences mm-hmm. you know so let me give you one question to help you decide if you want to be a coach or consultant so do you want to help clients 
by giving your expert opinion and having your own part to play in their work or project. By that, I mean, they have some work they're working on, a project they're working on, and you're going to advise on it. You're going to review it. Or mm-hmm. maybe you even have a assignment yourself in that project. Mm-hmm. If that's something that appeals to you, you would want to be a consultant or an advisor rather than a coach. Bam. Yeah. That's, that's spot on, really. <laughs> <laughs> that's so spot on um and, and if this is so good i mean i would like to see the other questions that are on this article and so then okay you already shared that people can find you on linkedin and just type your name and the article is gonna pop up so this is amazing thank you so much and uh yeah i mean i know i'm not gonna make this episode longer than it should be because you have already given us this golden nuggets on coaching and i can't wait to check out the article as well so thank you so much, Nikki. Thank you. Uh, we've, we've come to the end of the podcast. And so to wrap us up, we always uh, ask, you know, a signature question. What does empowerment mean, uh, mean to you as a coach or consultant? So if, if for example, it's a leadership expert, I'd ask them what it means as a leadership expert. So in this case, you're a coach, you're a consultant, you're a trainer. So you can choose what does empowerment mean to you in any of those categories? Yeah, as a coach, um, empowerment means two things mainly, that we, myself and the client, that we agree to give power to the process. Mm -hmm. By that, I mean, we both agree to work the process to achieve the best results. Mm -hmm. We empower the process. And then also as a coach, empowerment means empowering the client Mm-hmm. to truly get to their own light bulb moment, their own aha moment, mm-hmm. and to get there more quickly than they would have on their own. Like that's the whole point of coaching to me. To help you get to your own aha moment, to your own uh, results and quicker than you would have on your own. This is it. Thank you so <laughs> much for wrapping us up, Nikki. This is beautiful. I would like to wish you the best of luck in your uh, personal and professional life. Thank you so much. And I know your clients would be having fun because you're such a great coach. And to our <laughs> listeners out there, thank you so much for tuning in to this wonderful episode. Be safe, be well, and I will see you on the next one. Thank you so much. Have a good day. Thank you.